This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Tiki Barber. You are the Brooklyn Nets. Was it worth it? I would argue it absolutely was worth it because think about what their stated mission was with Josai when they came to Brooklyn, which was to claim New York and start dominating on the national scene. They had all of that. Brandon Tierney. Barely scraped by a Guardians team that has one star and you got smacked again by the team that owns us and we're overreacting? That drives me nuts. But I actually think that how things that's it. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. 1019 FM and the Odyssey. All right. 1002 on the fan. What's going on everybody? Tiki, I, something hit me. Something hit me. It finally hit me. We were officially in the middle of Crazyville with this Aaron Rodgers stuff. I mean, we are, we are, we're driving ourselves nuts. The constant daily dissection, which, by the way, is not going to end until somebody comes here. And I'm here for it because it is interesting. And it's certainly uh, incredible content that everybody seems to want to weigh in on here. So I'm not trying to push it to the corner of the room. But I do think that we're in Crazyville for one reason. Let me just now, even if you're right from your take yesterday. Now, you know that I disagree with it, but I respect where you're coming from. Tiki said, not sure if Aaron Rodgers could handle the New York Heat. Based on terms of the media, based on what he's presenting, the constant, uh, you know, odd uh, revelations about his, his private life, whatever. All right. So even if you're right, completely right, I look at it and say, all right, I, I've got to measure risk here. And even if Rogers is very much debatable about his personality, quirkiness, aloofness, whatever, for here... When I look at the other guys, especially Derek Carr, because there's Rogers Carr and there's three other guys that, let's face it, nobody really wants. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill. That's the Baker, last resort. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo. Tannehill, Garoppolo, whatever. Those are guys, if we need them, that, like, that's desperation. Jacoby Brissett. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, stop. Derek Carr, to me, is there are so many more questions with Derek Carr compared to Aaron Rodgers. It's not even close. So I don't even – I'm at the point – I don't care what Rodgers says. I don't even care what he does. I know he can ball. He's not been a problem, big problem, real problem, uh, his entire career. I think we're making more out of this. You know, I don't want Derek Carr. I I, I don't believe in Derek Carr. I think that this will come down to a couple of things. And again, I don't believe Aaron Rodgers is coming here, and I don't think he wants to come here for a variety of reasons. But I will say this. Having a locker room that is cohesive, 
that is not disrupted by nonsense that gets broadcast on the Pat McAfee show weekly. Maybe he stops doing that if he comes to New York because there's there's plenty of ways for him to get exposure as opposed to, rather than going on Pat show uh, and talking about, you know, hiding away in the dark for four days. But it, no matter what happens um, with the quarterback situation with the New York Jets, it has to be somebody who is going to have a cohesive, calming, you know, obviously talent matters. And to me, character matters. We talk about this a lot with the Giants, right? It's, what, it's how they started drafting. It's why Kadarius Tony, despite his Super Bowl ring now, just wasn't going to work here in New York with the Giants. He just didn't fit what the Giants were trying to do. When I look at what Aaron Rodgers has consistently done, he's been phenomenal. But he's always kind of had this disruption, this little, like, I don't know, this little, like, waves and spikes of what the hell are you talking about? And in Green Bay, who cares? And New York, you're going to care. And so I think that Derek Carr, as, as you know, discounted on the field as he may be to Aaron Rodgers, is such a great dude that his culture in that locker room will be outstanding, and it will set a foundation for success for this Jets team. So I know you don't like Derek Carr because he's flawed, right? I mean, all these guys are flawed except for Aaron Rodgers on the field. But Derek Carr, I think, has so much more potential to make this Jets team a consistent winner than Aaron Rodgers does for a year or maybe two. I can't give Derek Carr a big money, man. I mean, really, I... I... The more I really think about this, how in the world am I going to invest, you know, three, four, well, it's going to be more than three, I don't know, four guaranteed years, a gazillion dollars, a guy's been, now listen, I've also many times on the show, I've gone to bat for Derek Carr because I do think he's a bit underrepresented in terms of his talent. Like when people call this up and they're like, he's trash, he's a bum. Yeah, interception percentage, all this stuff they keep throwing out, like you're wrong. They're they're factually wrong and I feel the need to correct that. But now that it's uh, more personalized here and we're getting down to the nitty gritty and you've got to make a real business decision, Derek Carr is in his 30s. He's had one playoff game and he was awful in the game. All right? Are we expecting Derek Carr to come here, uh, West Coast guy, his entire life, has not handled the cold weather well at all. He's 16 <laughs> games below 500. A lot of reasons, not many of them, which are, are really his fault. Yeah. Coordinators, coaches, trash drafts, whatever. Relocation, Oakland, Las Vegas. There's there's context to Derek Carr stumbling a bit there, mm-hmm. and he's a solid player. But he ain't good enough to command the kind of money he's going to get. So even if Aaron Rodgers goes... Uh, you know, walks across the Brooklyn Bridge in a Speedo singing some weird-ass <laughs> song doing who the hell knows what. I will say, I'll see you Sunday. I'll see you slice up the Dolphins. I'll see you throw for three bills with your boys because we know we have talent. And I will take it. And I will take it. And I'll run to the bank. I don't see the difference. See, here's where I think you and I disagree. So some of the topics that we've discussed in the last year, mm-hmm. all right? Ad nauseum. Aaron Judge's contract. Yes. Jacob DeGrom's health. DeGrom, I'm just bouncing around. Mm. DeGrom's future. Mm. Um, Randall and his tip with the fans. These are the things really in our first year at the fan An that, we've, that we've dealt with. An anomaly. An anomaly. We're, we're How about my now. Knicks coming out last night and smacking? smacking 25 to 8. Yeah. We'll get to the Knicks later. Brunson has been sick. Wow. Uh, those are things we discussed a lot. <laughs> yep. All right. And nothing derailed the team. Aaron Judge's contract stuff didn't present, prevent the Yankees from basically winning 100 games and winning a playoff series. You know, I, I, I just I think we're getting a little bit too wrapped up in 
what a soundbite means in uh, modern sporting society. But I also doesn't th- mean that. But much I anymore. also think a soundbite can, just like with, and the perfect example happened with the Jets last season. Zach Wilson, who was just being dismissive to who was it? Connor Hughes. I forgot who he was being dismissive to uh, when asked about. The his uh, role, his in, the role yeah. in the performance, and he was just being a jerk. Was he being dismissive or was he being just he, immature? I Maybe a little bit of everything. I think actually. he was being a little bit of a. Yeah. He was being dismissive and it being was, a jerk because he, he didn't like the question. It was weak, and he didn't have to say anything. Yeah, all he had to say was, "I mean, I got to watch the film, probably." Right? Whatever, take it. Like, well, take it a step further and say, "It was or, I've got to play just, a lot better. I'm yes. the quarterback. What, it's what, on me." Whatever yeah. it is, that was awful by Zach. All he had to do. Yep. And think about it, it was one comment. Well, one soundbite. One soundbite. But amplified because he was playing like trash. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is not going to play like trash. That's, that's true. But my point is, that one soundbite. But we were accepting him playing like trash because he was winning. Yes, right? they, were, they but, were winning So it was that one moment. And you remember this. It flipped. I, I flipped on that. I changed a right. lot. That it bothered me. It flipped us on Zach. Like... Because I remember saying, you would ask me, how's he look? You know, you look at the tape, watch it. How's he How's he doing? I was like, you know what? He's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I know he's making some mistakes. There's some things he's just not understanding. He's going to be fine. And then that comment lost the locker room. And then you start hearing people report, Robert Sala's got to make a decision because, you know what? Zach Wilson has lost the locker room. And that's why he got benched, right? So, yes, you're right. In a strong, you know, cohesive very familiar with each other, family-like locker room, comments that are under, untoward, they don't matter. But if you're just parachuting in now, as Aaron Rodgers would be doing, and you're quirky, you don't, you're don't, you not great at making and keeping these kind of relationships, and you start like mouthing off about things that are just whatever, mm-hmm. out, out there a little bit, I think they could be disruptive. And I know you're not getting that from Derek Carr. I've interviewed Derek Carr a lot of times. I've spent some time. I know that he is that. He is, I mean, he is, he's dialed in. He cares. He's emotional about it, sometimes to his detriment. But he's he's emotional and committed to being the right kind of teammate. And I think that's important, especially for this Jets team that, yes, needs to win, but not at the expense of, of cohesion in that locker room. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. We're inside of our Town Fair Tower studio. Friends at Town Fair reminds you that Joe's get the guarantee lowest price on name brand tires from uh, from uh, Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. See, to me, and I, I hear what you're saying, but performance always will dictate the depth of the reaction. So the reason why the Zach stuff carried on for so long is the performance was woeful. I yeah. mean, it uh, was, yeah. wow. Yeah. It was alarmingly inept. And it made us, after he said that, yes. it made us really go dissect. And then everything that he was. did was amplified. Yeah. And as you've said a few times, and you're right, uh, then it switched where Jet fans were almost predisposed to go into that stadium looking for a reason to boo him. Everything changed. So performance will always dictate what kind of energy a topic gets. Okay? Rogers could play. He could play as well as anybody no that doubt. I've ever seen. No, I look at it. Some of his AVs. This is the approximate You don't have value. to look at AV. Just watch him play it's one game. He's phenomenal. You everybody knows. He's incredible. He's MVPs, Aaron Rodgers. Four MVPs. He's, he's the man. He's unreal. Why am I? Now, if the objective, and the objective has been, so WFAN starts in 87. The Jets win in 69, mm-hmm. all right? 
basically 20 years after the the last championship, this station is born, and then all the other stations around the country are born. And all the conversations on this station, many spearheaded by a guy who is the symbol of Jet fandom and struggle, our buddy Joe Beningo, all the conversations he's had, all the calls that he's taken, overnight, middays, whatever, everything, for the most part, was about finding the right quarterback. And you're telling me in the year 2023 with a guy who can crawl or moonwalk backwards into Canton someday <laughs> is not the better choice than a guy who's never won a playoff game, who's looking for $45 million a year in Derek Carr? I'm, I'm, official, I'm done with Derek Carr. Mm, I, res- I, 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 no, I respect him. He is a good competitor. He's a solid player. I want to win a Super Bowl, and he's not going to Arrowhead. He's not going up to Buffalo. He's not going to Cincinnati. He's probably not going out to L.A. and beating Herbert when they had their act together. He's not that guy, and we need to realize that. Now, if Rodgers doesn't want to come here, we can't we can't force him to. Mm-hmm. But that's the play, and that is the target. Unless I go to uh, Eric and Clifton, he says, uh, Carr is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, what's happening, buddy? How are you today? I'm very good, guys. I just have to eviscerate this whole notion that, oh, since he hasn't won in the playoffs, that he can't win in the playoffs. Yes, context, 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 people. Eric Eric is a Raiders fan, so just so everybody knows. Go ahead. Drew Brees played five years for the Chargers. Stafford played 12 years in the Lions. Combined 0-4 playoff record before they left for the Saints and the Rams. Both became Super Bowl championships with their new teams. Mm-hmm. And if, if you go somewhere, it is a team sport. This is not tennis. You go, so, you leave this function, you go to function, you have a chance. That's how you evaluate how good this guy could be. Personally, I think if you put Derek Carr on the Jets, this whole notion about all the cold weather, the guy played in Fresno State, Oakland, and then Vegas. You have to assimilate your body. you know this better than yep. anybody. You have to assimilate your body. You've got to adjust to the cold, and then you'll be able to play in the cold. It, it, it's, it's such a ridiculous notion. And Aaron Rodgers... You don't even know if he's going to, A, retire, B, stay in Green Bay. But most likely, look at what's going on in Vegas. They have to go after Aaron Rodgers because they got rid of Derek Carr. The team is built to win right now. you got Darren Waller and Devontae Adams that are both 30 years old. If McDaniels and Ziegler don't throw the whole franchise after getting Rodgers because they got rid of him, they're going to be out on their face in two years. That's a good point. So, I mean, you guys have a finite time to go lock up Carr right now. You do it. You put him... On this Jets roster, BT, yeah. you guys can sleepwalk into the playoffs. And then once yeah, you get no, there, but Eric, you I, 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 I got you. I'd be nice, but I, I don't just want to be a wild card team. Thank you. I want to be a team that has a real chance to win the Super Bowl. And I do agree. And those are good examples he pointed out. Stafford with Detroit, obviously with Miami, talking about Drew Brees. Um, but you know what? With the Chargers, pardon me. Miami obviously wanted him with the Chargers yeah, early on. Yeah. The difference with somebody like Stafford, even though Stafford was not winning games with Detroit, he was at one point thought to be one of the best, best, like about five, six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. before he had some real issues and they just fell apart. Everybody looked at Stafford and said, this kid is a superstar. Yeah, and even Nobody after, says that about even, Derek Carr. Even after it was falling apart, people were talking about his arm slots and his, all these different kind of throws. Nobody says that make. about Derek Carr. They Nobody don't. says that. They don't. But he, They're like, he's reliable, he's tough, but, but he's durable, but Eric he's a good is not, teammate, not which not I agree with. The last thing I care about is the weather thing. I mean, it's, it doesn't mean anything until until he gets here and he plays consistently in it. But I think, I think like Eric said, he will adjust. But ultimately, you've got to find the guy that is the right leader 
for your team. Now, if there's one thing that you question about Aaron Rodgers, it's his leadership of his team. And I'm not talking about how he plays on the field because sometimes he – not sometimes, I think all the times, he overcomes that because he's so damn good, mm-hmm. right? But I, is, there's a reason that there's always that question marker, and it's been that way for 15 years. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like there is a opportunity for the Jets to, and they're going to have they're gonna have to make this decision, uh, really, not really their decision, because it's not like, hey, we want Aaron Rodgers or we want Derek Carr. We're getting Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. But they got to make a decision about what they want their team to look like and feel like, and obviously success and winning matters, but I think the character of that locker room has to be the most important thing, especially when the coach and, to an extent, the general manager are kind of on a little bit of shaky ground right now. you got to get this right, and winning might cure it temporarily, but maybe not for the long haul. But here's what complicates this for the Jets, and I don't pretend that this is an easy dance because the timing is, is paramount now. I understand what's going to probably happen with Rodgers if it comes to fruition post-June 1. Mm-hmm. High probability based on the numbers, lower cap hit, blah, 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 which would also preserve the Jets' 13th overall pick this year because if you cut a deal after June 1 and the draft is in April, then the Jets draft 13th and we're good to go. Mm-hmm. But why in the, like, how can you navigate this? I honestly don't know the answer. So you want Rodgers, but you don't know for sure what he's going to do, yeah. which means, theoretically, you should be strongly in play for Derek Carr, but Derek Carr gets a month jumpstart on free agency. Yeah. How do the Jets handle this? Yeah, because everybody now is who needs a quarterback is talking to Derek the Carr. The Saints already had him in. And they probably are throwing more money at him. Uh, 100%. Right? So, it's so what do the Jets do? It's Yeah, yeah, because you could. this is the scenario that we painted two, a week and a half ago. The Jets could be left dead in the water with – the options that we didn't even want to talk about. The Baker Mayfield. The Tannehills. The Tannehills. Yeah. The Jacoby Brissett. God, don't even the make it. No, Zach will play you know, over you know, Stop I, with I, Brissett. I agree. I can't I hear agree. that name again. But I'm just saying, think about what the options outside of these two, who we're, you know, maybe, you know, flipped on, you know, uh, have differing opinions on. Mm-hmm. But other than these two, nobody else is really the answer. So that is the biggest issue for the Jets, to be honest. I want to I want to get to this coming up here. I think this is a fascinating part of the conversation that nobody has really, really, I, I don't think, incorporated either at all or enough, and we're going to, all right? Last year, Robert Sala, you know, finally has a roster, drops the receipts comment early, sets the tone, backed it up, and then the team completely imploded and melted. Some of it was, I think, his fault. Some of it was not. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he did a good job navigating the quarterbacks with the whole Mike White empowerment movement. And obviously that's uh, mentally uh, taxing on a, a young, precocious second-year player in Zach. I thought that was handled very poorly. So if it is Aaron Rodgers, eventually for the Jets, do they have the right head coach to handle what probably at some point will become a little bit of an issue with the media circumstances that will need to be addressed by the coach. Do they have that guy? 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan on this Thursday. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Tiki and Tierney back on the fan. It is 10:25 here, so there's a, there's a lot to unpack with the Rogers stuff, and he is definitely a complex fellow, no doubt about that. 
I mean, if it was this easy, he probably wouldn't be looking to wiggle out of Green Bay. If he is, he'd be totally content, you know, with this 20-year legacy mm-hmm. in one of the great football towns, if not the greatest football town in our country, not looking to leave. Now, maybe he's not looking to leave. Maybe he's playing us. Maybe when he emerges from his hole, uh, he's going to say, you know what? It means more to me to be a Packer. You know, Favre went to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Favre went to the Vikings. I'm going to uh, one-up him, and and I'm going to retire a Packer. Yeah. Maybe that's the case. I just feel like you're going to get frustrated by him. You just are. I, I might. Because he, he's one of those what? guys that's so chill, right? It's always chill. Mm-hmm. And even if there's something significant happening, he's very chill. And then he'll say something, it'll be like, it'll peak your mind, and you'll be like, what? Yeah, I get what? it. It'll what be a roller coaster. And then we'll react to it. Oh, yeah. And then he'll be like, what do you, calm down. Like, what are you talking, like, I don't know. It's just, there's a passive aggressiveness about him that it's frustrating. And that's you, one of my least favorite qualities in people. I would rather you overtly say, I can't face. stand you. Tell me to my You're face. You're an ass. You suck. Yeah. I hate you. I agree. Then, like, try to decode what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's almost like he goads. <laughs> he goads people into saying something about what he's saying, right? If he didn't say anything, if he was like every other, I don't know, elite quarterback in the NFL, in the history of the NFL, didn't say much. I mean, Tom Brady, it took him coming to Tampa before he kind of knew who the hell he was, Yeah. right? If he was like every other guy who was in this superstar $50 million a year world, we wouldn't react to him. But he puts it out there. He puts it out in the world going Pat McAfee show making a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, so a, a we've year. adjusted the rate here. <laughs> yeah. We've gotten some well, intel. I mean, it might be a million dollars. I have no idea. But yeah. whatever it is, he puts it out there. When we react to it, he's like, what are you guys talking about? You don't know jack about me. All right, we'll stop talking. Yeah. Well, the one it's interesting because that calmness and that coolness that, that could drive us nuts when things go awry. Because as crazy as it sounds, we get some... We scratch as fans an emotional itch when we see our players, when they mess up, we want to see reaction because through our own warped sporting minds, because we weren't good enough to do what they're doing, it almost reinforces the notion that they care as much as we do. I know that that's crazy, but mm-hmm. that's the psychological dance that we do as fans. So, so okay, but, but I think I'd be okay with the trade-off. Third and six, up in <laughs> Foxborough, fourth quarter, He's also very steady. And you're right. Most people would. You know what I mean? So I can deal with the other stuff. I have no complaint about Aaron Rodgers, the football player, at all. Which is why I'm willing to ignore the other stuff. Until it disrupts everything else. Yeah. You know, I I, listen, I'll take the chance. I admit it. He's not perfect. That's the risk. I I will take the risk, sir. That's the thesis of the day. Everybody has a flaw. And all these guys you're talking about. I mean, the guy that's here, obviously, has flaws. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The guys that we're talking about, whether it's you know the minor ones like Baker or Ryan Tannehill, yep. or the more major ones like Derek Carr or Aaron, they all have flaws. It's just a matter of figuring out which one is the best to get the Jets to win now, but also start creating a culture that's sustainable. The yeah. last thing you want is what happened with 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 Brett to be, be be real. Like you win, you're good for a minute, and then you're back to square one and everything just kind of falls apart, falls away because you pitched your tent to this unsustainable pole in the middle of your organization. But right? that their foundation wasn't as strong as this team's foundation of true. talent. True. Yeah. Very true. Okay. All right. 877-337-6666. Let's get Ox in Montvale. What's going on, Ox? How are you? Yo, guys. How we doing? What's up? Listen, hey, they got to get, the, get the jet out. The Jets have got Woody's got to get the jet out. He's got to get some gabagool, some, some frog alamad, get some pasta, you know, get some, you know, bolognese out there, some, you know, donkey's bolognese. And then you got to go call Mark Messier. You got to get Mark to bring this stuff to him. So when he gets out of the darkness, you got a real champion who was great and a champion before he was a great champion for New York mm-hmm. and let him. He's the only person who might, who might be able to get to this kook. He's totally a kook. <laughs> He's a quack. He's a lot of things. But yeah. like you said, if he wants to play, if he wants to prove that Green Bay should have never let it go, they should have never drafted this kid, and, and they, they do something no one else does. And this is why both him and Farver are in the same position because they had somebody that no one else has, the great quarterback, sitting three, four years, and now with the money, he has to play love. They have to move on from this guy, even though he would like to stay. I'm sure he would love to stay in Green Bay, but they can't want him. No, I don't even know if he and, wants to stay. Honestly, I, I don't know that he necessarily wants to thank stay. You, Ox. I, thanks, Ox. Appreciate the call. The Gabagool. Love it. He might be um he might be ready for change. You know, his his social life is seems I don't want to say volatile, but but a little bit of a carousel, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of different, yeah. a couple of fiancés, a couple of different interests. And again, we have no idea uh-huh. the depth of those relationships because he never speaks on and them. And I don't care. But it just feels like it. there's like every three months there's someone else. Right? Yeah, it's a little weird. It's just odd, but whatever. I don't even care. As long as he's playing, he's balling, and it's not, you know, disruptive, which I don't think it is to the locker room. It's no. Guys love life. They're doing the same thing. Trust those me, guys. there's a lot of guys that have, have much more... <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah, Situations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right there. No, I hear you. You know, it really it comes down to risk assessment, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is the bottom line. This is the crux of the conversation for me. As I assess the risk, and we know the risk with Rodgers, number one, he's not young. Number two, he's a little aloof, whatever. Okay, we know that. The risk with Derek Carr, he's good. I don't think he's good enough. The risk with Garoppolo, he's always hurt. The risk with Tannehill, we've already seen his ceiling. He's not good enough. Uh, and then you get to the Bakers, and, and forget about Brissett. I know Tiki just throw. I think you throw in Brissett's name to annoy me. I do. I, I really know. think you just I'm throw just, it in there to annoy I'm me. I'm just getting you to react. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather roll back with Mike White and Zach Wilson more so than somebody <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, there's no way Brissett's going to be the guy. But he, he's great on fourth and one. Yeah, he fantastic. Yeah, I great. think he's 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 undefeated. He's not better than uh, Jalen Hurts that's on fourth point. and one. That's Tom Brady. Yeah. So he's at least third in, in the league. Dude, that's like fourth and one to fourth and four. I feel like they could get that QB sneak. It's yeah. unreal how, no, it's crazy. how effective they are. Well, he that. squats 700 pounds, basically, that's, Jalen. That doesn't point. hurt. So this is not easy to navigate. Now, if Rodgers was a lot younger, maybe... It's more clear for some. I do think the age is uh, is altering perception a bit, which I get. Anthony's up in Harlem. Anthony, what's happening, buddy? How you doing? 
Good morning, guys. Love you guys. You're the best thing on the radio. Appreciate Thanks, it, bro. Dude. Appreciate that. You What's said up? the magic word, risk, right? Now, yeah. I think the Jets fans, we like, we're looking at the girl, and she's still in a relationship, and she's exciting, and, you know, what it could be. But there's tremendous risk with this girl, right? I mean, mm. you know, I think you got to look at this as a fan of the team, right, guys? Yeah. You're looking at Aaron Rodgers for two more years, right? You're looking at Aaron Rodgers at age 40 and age 41, or you're looking at Derek Carr at age 33 and 34. I think his best football is in front of him. I think he's motivated. He's pissed off. And did you hear what he said at the Pro Bowl, guys? I did. He said, I just want to win a Super Bowl. I want to go to a team that has a roster in place to win a Super Bowl. When they asked Rodgers about his future, I mean, I'm not going to criticize the guy, but he did say, I think I could still play, play at an MVP level. Yeah. And then he got criticized for that. Yeah. Correct? Gronk. Yes. Yeah, Gronk criticized him. Right? Yeah. Gronk was Because like, the emphasis was MVPs over Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 comes off, it comes off as selfish. Yeah. I mean, that's what he that said. didn't bother me that much. It didn't bother me, really, until Gronk pointed it out. But yeah. then I was kind of like, all right, you got a point there, Gronk does. But I think that matters more if, he's, if he stays with Green Bay, right? Because they've been on this ride for a long time. Appreciate you calling, Anthony. They've been on this ride for a long time at Green Bay where they're just – they're good, right? They get to the playoffs. They lose. They get to the championship game. They're back-to-back seasons. They lose. Like, there's always that – that half a step or there's just one little thing off that forces them out of the postseason and away from his his ever elusive now with four MVPs championship because once you once you tick that that second one like Pat Mahomes just did you enter a different stratosphere like you become a different the evaluation of you is different right the criticism doesn't stick really at all even if it's legitimate. Think yeah. about Eli. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. There's legitimate criticism that you could throw at Eli with his regular season record, but he's got two championships. So what the hell are you saying? Uh-huh. What are you talking about? Uh, you can't really, right? uh, you got to stop it. The at some same point. thing happens with, with coaches. Yeah. Right? Once you, cl- you know, click two, uh, two cha- like Andy Reid just also did, now you're like in this rarefied error. And if Andy Reid messes around and gets another one and he's tied with uh, Bill Walsh, right? With for a second or th- actually, I think that's. Third, because Noel's got four. Third on the all-time list. About, about, I think five or six guys have three, but yeah. Uh, no, only one. No, no, no. No. no, no. Three? How many Seifert uh, have? Two. Two, two, two. How many Seifert have? Uh, Bill Walsh has three, right? Joe Gibbs has three. Everybody else has two behind it. Seifert only has two. Seifert has two. Yeah, okay, has two. gotcha. So there's two with three, uh, Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs. If Andy Reid gets a third one, which, mm-hmm. I mean, he should. They're always in well, the AFC Championship game. Mahomes is going to get one. Boy, he was he was twisted yesterday, huh? Yeah, he was. Yeah, those guys had a good time. <laughs> he went to the port awesome. john <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had, like, security outside the port john Yeah, like, right, they up? were having fun. Why not? <laughs> Who oh, cares, dude? You don't gotta you don't gotta lift a weight or do an athletic thing for a, for a month. Is that how point. it goes? You don't do anything for is it not gonna be a month, right? Uh, probably. It would be March for me, early March. Before you do anything? Before I did anything. I don't believe anything. that. You're doing planks, dude. You're forty eight years old now, you're doing yeah, planks but, in the studio. But when you're twenty six, twenty seven, you just <laughs> yeah. wanna chill, yeah. relax, go hang out with the girl. No, when I'm forty eight and forty nine I wanna chill. When I was twenty eight, <laughs> I wanted to tackle the world. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Ian Rap report. We defended Mr. Rappaport yesterday. He will join us coming up at 1120, the target of uh, Aaron Rodgers' disses. All right, we'll get to Ian a little later. Uh, The Knicks showing something they have not shown in a while. We've seen, you know, some wins here, but what I love about last night, they're showing they can handle prosperity. Do a little mix later, and yeah, we'll get into this coming up. Is Robert Sala strong enough to handle Aaron Rodgers and what might be a little bit of a... 
a different persona if he comes here. Do the Jets even have the right coach to deal with that? When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app. All right, 1043, it's the fan. It's Tiki and Tierney. What's going on, everybody? Hopefully you're doing great today. Coming up next hour, I mean, screw the All-Star game. we got to start having a conversation about Jalen Brunson getting some MVP love. Dude, what about Bridges? Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've always liked him. That I, thought, I mean, I knew he could play. It was like an afterthought to me in my mind. I was like, uh, oh, Bridges is coming. That's cool. Uh, they dropped 45 last night. I thought the Nets did well in that trade. I tweeted. I said, yeah. Yo, given the circumstances, Nets did pretty well. Yeah, they did. So uh, we'll do a little hoops coming up later on. So, all right, so, Teak, I, I mentioned this before, and based on what we've seen so far and uh, from Robert Salvo, two years head coach of the Jets, and if Rodgers comes here, the intermittent distraction – however you want to frame that, do the, do the Jets have the right coach Ooh, to this is a deal good question. with this? This is a good question. Because I'm trying to think of, like, the championship um, coaches and the quarterbacks that they have. So you think about, you know, Pat Mahomes, like the, the aura of Pat Mahomes. Right? Pat Mahomes had Andy Reid, who's like beyond reproach. Like Andy Reid's one of the great coaches of of the generation, especially now that he's justified it with championships. You think about uh, Bill Belichick, who had Tom Brady. He like he had just the understanding of how to manage Tom and to keep him in the in the way that he was that he I don't know that he always felt like he was in charge. Even Mike Tomlin, who had a strong minded quarterback, and Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Tom Coughlin with Eli Manning. I think that. I think that Robert Sala would be challenged to manage Aaron Rodgers. Now, maybe that's mitigated because Nate's here. Nathaniel Hackett. Nate Dogg's here? Yeah, Nate Dogg. Um, <laughs> Nate Dogg. Nate Dogg. You got to find Nate that. Dog. You got to play that one, Dogg. G and Nate Dogg. Yep, you got to play that one, Dogg, before the day is over. He's but like, who? Because of Nathaniel Dogg? <laughs> because <laughs> the, because uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Nate, is here. I think that helps Robert Sala a little bit. But just like in a vacuum, thinking about the the strong will, the strong mind of Aaron Rodgers paired with Robert Sala, who's still trying to you know get his solid footing. I think he's got his footing, but like get a solid yes. footing and foundation here in New York. It could be a little bit of a risk because I think Aaron Rodgers has the bigger alpha than Robert Sala right now, and that that could be dangerous. It's a risk you take, but it's a risk that's real. I yes. I, I agree with you on that. It's funny, I. Uh, I actually think in a weird way that any distractions that uh, or side stories that could emerge if Rodgers comes here like would be less problematic perhaps than the way they're actually handled by the Jets. Great point. You know what I'm saying? Like no, uh, you're we right. deal with it on the radio, people tweet about it, we move on, right. but eventually there's that moment at the podium, much like there is when you're talking about quarterbacks mm-hmm. and the things that Robert Sala will be tasked with handling at yep. this point third year. Pretty much with the expectation it's going to be done right and they're going to be followed by wins. I'm not saying he can't do it, um, but I, I'm a little worried about that as well. Now, the, like the minutia of the week, stuff we won't see, it won't matter because Robert Sala will not really be that intimately involved with, with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. It would be Nathaniel Hackett in the yeah. offense. Yes. But on game day, 
you know, after a big win, after a big loss, after a side story. Hey, coach, what'd you think about what then? That would worry me yeah. a little bit. Yeah, just like That's with, fair. just like with Wink on the defensive side for the New York Giants, Brian Dable gave him autonomy, right? If they, but if something came up, right? If something came up, what was the what was the linebacker the Tay Crowder thing, right? Oh uh, yeah, he just made him go away. Exactly, but he, but he handled it. Right, but as, an ancillary as, piece is easy to dismiss. True. I mean, he true. really had no um, impact well, on the team. Well, think about the uh, the Xavier McKinney, like that whole situation. Yeah, feel, yeah, that's I mean, better. That's right? a better example. I, I think he handled that well. It's not his purview. Obviously, it's Wink's job, but it became a distractionary piece for the Giants. I, I feel like Dable handled that the right way and kind of made it disappear. Yes, in a sense. yes. And so instead of heightening it. And making it more of a story, you just you you got to be able to take these these crazy moments that happen in a season on the podium, forget on the field, on the podium, and make them a one day story, right? And not make it be ah, this is lingering for one, two, three, two weeks later, you're still talking about the same nonsense, like they were with Zach, and we were talking about the even after he was benched. We're still talking about it for weeks. Why isn't he active? Yeah. What's the, yeah. Exactly. Well, yes. like, yeah. you got to force it into a one-day story. And if you That's can do that, point, boy. you're a hell of a head coach. It's a great point. It is paramount in the, in the NFL these days. But here's the difference between Dable and Salah. Okay. Dable immediately presented himself as, I'm here to talk football. Mm-hmm. Do not waste my time with anything that is not about my team. And you will not know what I don't think you need to know. <laughs> He's and, a lot like Belichick. Just and I, ni- I, just, yes. Just nicer and, like, affable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but but cuts the head of the snake no before doubt. the story grows immediately. No doubt. Sala, and this isn't a diss. This is actually me saying he, he was trying to do the right thing. Like, Sala presented himself much more to mm-hmm. as a communicator, uh, as, as somebody with real human characteristics. And when you do that from day one, and I appreciated him doing that, it's very hard in year three to go now and change and try to be more like Dable or mm-hmm. Belichick because yeah. it doesn't seem authentic. But then it comes, yeah, it feels like it's fake. If he, but but let's say that Dable, man, I love Dable. Let's say Dable was the coach of the Jets mm-hmm. and Rogers acted like a clown. Dable can shut that off immediately because he's already done it with other stuff. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, we're not. He's not. We're not expecting the. I don't know the gasoline, the the all you know all gas no brakes. The receipts, like we're not expecting any of that. No, nope. but with the Jets, you kind of, you kind of are. Yeah, yeah, different presentation. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Mike is in Hackensack. What's going on, Mike? How are you? What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing? It's been a while since I called in. I'm a big Yankee fan. Hey, regarding Aaron Rodgers, you know, I personally, I think this just puts the Jets back again because they're going to rent this guy for a year or two, and Tiki's right. The guy, I don't think Salah can handle him. He's not a New York guy. The press and he will not get along. And I just think it's going to be drama, and it's just not good for the team. Yeah, the last thing you need is drama. He's going to win games. He's going to listen. This guy is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He's a great player, but is he a great teammate? And can they really win a Super Bowl with him? I mean, are they going to be better? Because they bring him in, are they going to be better than the Bills? Well, they're going to be better than they would be with. But hold on, Mike. Mike, they're going to be better than they would be with Derek Carr. Yeah. Well, they beat they beat uh, the know, Bills no, last year. Yeah. Give Carr, you know, maybe you ought to give Carr a chance. He's younger. I like him. I just listen. I let some other team give him a chance. Why does it have to be my team, Mike? <laughs> yeah, but why why rent the guy for a year or two? It just puts you and then where are the where are the Jets in two years? 
Yeah, but Mike, you're but Mike, you're you're omitting this one possibility. See, I don't think it's completely implausible. Thank you, Thanks, buddy. To address the now with Rogers, and then while Rogers is addressing the now, to still find a solution for tomorrow, mm-hmm. while Rogers is still doing what he's doing. Like it, it doesn't have to be. All right, Rodgers comes for two years, and then two years to the day, we've got to start over and find a quarterback. Zach Wilson might be repaired. Yeah. Mike White might be the backup. You could draft somebody in round four who you love and grows behind the scenes for two years. Anything can happen. Yeah. It's funny, you know, just as an aside real quick, I, the more I think about this Zach Wilson thing, it, it, whoever they bring in, it's going to make this so difficult for Zach because you, you're going to have to know what you're going to do with him for his fifth year, after, basically after this season. Mm-hmm. And we're not finding that out because he's not going to play mm-hmm. unless he beats out whoever they bring in. Or somebody gets hurt. Or, or somebody gets hurt. But you, it's just in th- theoretically, you're not going to figure that out after this third season. So he's going to go into his fourth season. If that Whoever you bring in, whether it's Derek Carr or, or Aaron Rodgers, will likely be here for another year. It just I don't see how you're getting an evaluation on – Zach Wilson. So you're not picking up his fifth year option. Therefore, there's no way to keep him. Like there's no way to salvage him. As crazy as that sounds, the conversation that I we're having, with that. unless you're bringing in someone, a veteran to compete with him, who you're okay with him beating out. That's not Derek Carr. That is not for because what you're gonna have to pay. That's not Derek Carr. That's not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right. So I don't see how he gets on the field to prove himself enough where he's here in two years. Yeah, well, there's a lot of real stuff with what you just said there, clearly. But I, I, I got to stop short of saying that there's no way of salvaging him. I mean, when you're 23 or with, with uh, no, no, I know here, I got it. Uh, that's all I care about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about the Niners but he's not, rehabbing but, him. But hold on, he's not starting. Next I understand year, that, but right? you tell me nobody's ever been rehab behind the scenes. There's uh, been no mm-hmm. tweaks. There's been no new renewed emphasis on fundamentals. You know, mm-hmm. t- I'm, I'm not giving up on hope on a kid. And now, by the way, I admit I'm kind of lone wolf on this. But when you're 23 with a rocket and quick feet. And and you're you're a pretty smart kid. Yeah, I'm not just going to throw you in the trash can, despite the fact that everybody wants to. I don't think you should, but the, the, I think the real conversation that needs to be, and I can almost guarantee is actually happening, is Joe Douglas, even though he doesn't want to do this, is thinking about who I can trade him for and get some value. I'm sure Joe's thinking about everything. He That's why to, I think he's a pretty good GM. He, he, me too. Certainly he, with trades, he has to he has to be thinking. Oh, about I'm not that. saying I, if something across like I. I'd say there's no circumstance where I, w- I wouldn't trade him. Yeah, I think I everything's just, on the table. I just feel like it, at some point we're going to get that note. It's huh. going to come come down. We might breaking news. Adam Schefter, the Jets have traded Zach yeah, Wilson to whoever. Rappaport. Yeah, let's give it to Rappaport. Yeah, I don't know because Schefter always breaks those things, but <laughs> I would true. love Rappaport to do it. Hey, maybe one of the Jet guys will break it. Connor or somebody else. Jared's in uh, Parabas. What's up, Jared? How you doing? What's up, Jared? What's going on? I'm a big fan. I've been listening since the fall. I think you guys are great. Thank you, man. But, uh, Tiki, I just have a question, uh, and then I got, like, two quick things to throw in at the end. But uh, how do you not see, like, Kirk Cousins basically <laughs> with emotion as Derek Carr coming to the Jets? Because I think he'll just get him to the playoffs, and then it's just going to end in the, the first round, like, Kirk Cousins every time. Well, I mean, Kurt had the benefit of having, I don't know, some elite, real elite players for a lot of his career. And Derek Carr hasn't. And the defense, as BT talked about yesterday, has never been really good. And you might be right. I think the difference with Kirk Cousins is that Kurt is a robot. He's going to do exactly what like he's supposed to do based on how the route is designed. 
Like, he's got it memorized. Like, all right, in this situation, the ball's got to go here. That's why you throw a three-yard route when it's fourth and eight or whatever it was against the Giants. Right? So, I think think Derek Carr is a little bit more uh, rogue. I guess is the word not not in a negative way, a little but more off script. You mean yeah, he's willing to? Yeah, I would agree. With he's that. more willing to be off script yeah. than than yeah. than Kirk Cousins. But Jared, you're not wrong, right? They're very similar. I think I just think I would trust you. Got a little feedback yeah, here. We got, I know you got some other stuff, but, but that, that's, that's I just feel tough. like Derek Carr is a little bit a little bit edgier, right? I, little, I totally agree. With so that. Um, it may end up at the same spot, like both their careers in a sense, but. I would rather have, and I think you would even agree with this, Derek Carr than Kirk Cousins. 100%. This yeah. doesn't mean that I want Carr over Rodgers, but I, what I, listen, would I, would I rather see my team charge out of a tunnel with Carr or Cousins? Carr. Yeah. No doubt. Even if it's for the stuff that doesn't necessarily win, <laughs> I just feel like he's more, he's feistier, yeah. he's tougher, he's more engaged. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm a, I like Derek Carr. Yeah, I like Derek Carr. You know what's funny? I kind of wish that I like, love him. The old Kirk Cousins was still around. Like that. You like that? Like that? He's that guy's gone. I feel. Like. I just think that that was an anomaly. I yeah, don't even I think, think that that was no, Kirk I Cousins. I think, I think that was right. like an out of body experience. Yeah, he was and he just really, and... He was just really pissed off at the GM. Yeah, that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was funny. That was a. That was one of the. That was a crazy viral moment. Yeah, that is awesome. All right. So. uh... Tiki is uh, changing his opinion here. He wants Rodgers. <laughs> On the field, I take Rodgers 100 out of 100 times. It's the other stuff that just really worries me. Yeah, really. I hear you. You lay it out well. It concerns you a lot more than it concerns me, but I, I get it. 877-337-6666 is our number. So, he might go to the All-Star game. He might not. Either way, I, I don't know. If you watch the Knicks and you actually subscribe to the literal definition of MVP... How's Jalen Brunson not get a little love? Not going to win it. But how does he not get some love? Got to throw the Knicks in the hopper. The team that's going to the finals. That's right. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 